Stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm leaving. Hello again. Welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode 19, and I'm Tani Santabria. And I'm JDK Winnikin. We are here to debunk some junk. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, let's get right back to it. Welcome to everybody uh, who might be listening on Warm 106.9 in Seattle. Good morning. Uh, And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you for doing so. And be sure to check out the video feed of the show at our YouTube channel, Breaking Up with RBS. You can find that really easily. Just spell out the naughty word and you'll find it. And you can also join our Facebook group of the same name and get stuff in between sessions or in between episodes. So mm-hmm. uh, we've been talking about parenting. Mm-hmm. And last week we had Stacy on, a recent empty nester. Mm-hmm. And we really started digging into some stuff and we had to wait a week to get back to her. Welcome back, Stacy. Thank you. Thanks for waiting for thanks <laughs> Yeah, for how's waiting. the week, week been? <laughs> <laughs> the good news is nobody's home. <laughs> <laughs> so for you being left on a cliffhanger, you could just, you didn't have to do that in front of everybody. <laughs> no, I could have a gin and tonic and Triscuits and cheese and sleep late uh, and think about it. It's not a bad yes. way to sit with BS stories necessarily. Mm-hmm. So that, all right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so let's just pick up right where we left off. Yeah. And uh, last week, Tony, we finished up, you asked her if, if uh, her kids had the same stories that that mm-hmm. Stacy articulated, and if you're mm-hmm. not sure what we're talking about, everybody listening, go check out episode 18, uh, and you'll you'll get the the context. Mm-hmm. Yep. So why don't we pick up right there? And... Right. Yes, we talked last week, Stacy. You said, yeah, probably they probably they would have the same story that I do, um, because we're trying to be sort of transparent about this. Mm-hmm. We're sort of putting it out there and not like pushing it underneath the rug or. Or anything. So. Well, and I thought about between last okay. time and today, mm-hmm. a clarifying question. Mm-hmm. So, with the story, the story as in their perspective of their upbringing, or about relationship to mother, or yeah, the one thing that you didn't love was sort of not being able to be a part of, and being you know having to take this role on as like sort of the bad bad cop mom. Where then their memories were that you were that in what they were sharing with each other. Yes. And so I think that was what I was wondering about in terms of, because you were, you know, a little tough on yourself. Yeah, um, a little. <laughs> last week. And I guess I was just sort of wondering. Are, <laughs> I just went in the car and cried. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I almost did too. I felt that stuff heavily. It was, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I guess I was wondering if they were. If their story would be as hard. That you're the bad cop first and foremost. <clears throat> I'll go back to what I said last week. I believe that mm-hmm. they would. Yeah. I I really believe that the, I think last week I talked about this idea that the slights that our parents mm-hmm. do, that we sort of card catalog them. Yeah. And I think they all have their things. And, you know, I, I think that I, the fact that I've explored how I behaved or how I dealt with stress or those kinds of things, I've never explored, I've acknowledged that I went through it. I've never previously explored why. So that's kind of the space that I'm in. However, I have explored and acknowledged the fact that 
yeah, you didn't know. I was never abusive. I didn't hit the kids. I certainly was a yeller. And I think they felt like my mood would turn on a dime. Mm -hmm. So they don't recognize the person that I've become over time. And maybe that's the rub of parenting is Mm -hmm. that where is person in parent? Right. And we all do realize at some point that our parents are people. Yes. Um, Interestingly, I have already written my mother's eulogy. She is still very much alive as of this. (laughs) And, And, well, I, quick side note, very quick. I have a belief that writing your eulogy for your parents while they're still alive keeps it in a place of celebration mm. and acknowledgement and and the good stuff okay. instead of a place of like romanticizing and you know such grief and mourning so gotcha to keep it light with my mother's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eulogy <laughs> the three words that i have around it are superhuman inhuman and human and that that was the evolution of my relationship with my own mother. Mm-hmm. I thought she was superhuman and could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. She seemed to be everywhere. She had all the answers. She was the go-to person. Mm-hmm. Then I went through a period later than most, actually, where I thought she was inhuman. Mm-hmm. And then, it's amazing what having children will do. Yes. She suddenly mm-hmm. was human. Mm-hmm. And what's Interesting in my situation is that this was reserved for my mother, not my father. So. The, the, the steps or the superhuman. That view. Human. My dad was a, an aside. Mm-hmm. And okay. in some ways, Pete is an aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your husband. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Motherhood and fatherhood can be very different. Around the experiences as kids and the experiences even between mother, mothers and fathers mm-hmm. also. Okay. So one of the other things we left off last week was how do you now stay connected, feel connected with the kids when they're reminiscing? Or is that just off limits for you? I definitely, I will laugh about things. Um, I mean, they're funny. There's, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. shenanigans that happened. I love the fact that I've created a a home space that Mm -hmm. they are welcome in and their friends are welcome in. So our house was always that house so that the things and the people that were important to my kids became important to me. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that and meeting them in that space without any kind of judgment You know, Annie has tattoos. I'm not a tattoo person. I'm like, you do you. You know, um, Charlie and his uh, his gaming. He's now going into computer science. I'm like, good on you. You know, just all of these different things. So I try to connect by finding this intersecting level that I can approach their life with curiosity and learning. Mm -hmm. And and having some fun. But also, I mean, I want them to come to me if they've got something going on. Mm-hmm. Do they? Yes. I would say they do. Okay. I would say that 
uh, my hesitation is not because they don't come to me. It's because we have an embarrassment of riches, I would say, in our family that there hasn't been really monumental things or maybe the yardstick by which we measure that is different for everyone. Sure, sure. Um, it could be monumental to them if they're bringing it forward. Right. And so, you know, they, they definitely feel like they can come to me. I would say that if it is about me, then they struggle. Because, hmm. Tony, I just want to put out what I what comes to mind for me. Because you mentioned that the bad cop is how they would, on one hand, they would agree with your assessment. Mm-hmm. That, what you just described, mm-hmm. sounds really like it would be a powerful part for them, too, that would kind of go against this idea of you being solely the bad cop. My parenting was a pendulum. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when they were little and it was like, what do you want? And I knew that I had fed them and that their diapers were clean and they had just gotten up from a nap or whatever it was. And so I knew that all their basic needs were met. And it was like, what more do you need from me? Mm-hmm. And that was always so overwhelming, the energy mm-hmm. that it required. And especially it was like dribbling a bunch of basketballs at the same time. Yeah. Like, you want to be dribbled fast. You know, you want to be like mm-hmm. thrown this way. Um, you know, you just want to sit on the sidelines mm-hmm. and whatever it was. And so juggling all of that was a huge amount of energy. And it was overwhelming And my insecurities were just running rampant. I was overwhelmed, the whole thing. Then around the time that we moved to Washington State, there was a bit of a pendulum shift. And one, it's like when you go to college, you can create your own identity again. It's Mm -hmm. like I get a Mm do-over and I don't have to be that mom that, you know, volunteers everywhere and says yes to everything or does this or does that. So that gave me some space to grow as a person. Uh... Pete and I had to come together since we moved across country. So as a couple, that gave us that dynamic. So the pendulum started to switch. And that's why I say in some ways, they're like, who is this mother that, you know, like I had all their friends over and taught them how to put a condom on a banana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm that Great. mom. So why are you still so hard on yourself? Well, yeah. Duh. <laughs> well, like, but seriously. No, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, as I said, thanks in part to listening to your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been helpful because even when I talked last week about um, the incident that had happened over Thanksgiving weekend mm-hmm. and I, I knew almost immediately that like, oh, okay, you're. You're having mm-hmm. a little temper tantrum and like a little narrative There's here. A story there, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, I was almost able to head it off. I was just a few minutes late. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to something that I do occasionally is if I don't get a response that I want, then I'll try to say so. Based on your, I'm using Pete as my example. Pete, based on your lack of response <laughs> and your <laughs> unwillingness to participate in this conversation that I'm having in my head, <laughs> the story that I'm telling myself is that you're annoyed with me and that I somehow offended your sensibilities and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, 
could you let me know if like am I am I warm am I cold like you know mm-hmm. and I talk a lot about that with Pete we, I have this thing that I always say could you just let me off the hook now mm. there's I'm sure there's so much to unpack there too <laughs> but it's up to somebody else to let me off the hook however mm. if it's not about you then please tell me that it's not about me so that I can like mm-hmm. stop which is a communication point mm-hmm. what if it's never about you it's always about me what if it's about <laughs> and mm. there boom <laughs> <laughs> what if it's about the other person like like what if right like so often we we decide that somebody's reaction or what they are doing or what they're not doing or how they're doing it or is about us <laughs> and and most of the time it's mm. about themselves yeah yes and but with me it's different <laughs> <laughs> It's it's those barriers of story keep flying up. Boop, boop. There's another one. <laughs> yeah, keep running into it. Uh-huh. Right. But, uh-huh. but the awareness of it is there. That's and that's a big deal. I mean, just right? Mm-hmm. Recognizing the stories. It's the advice you give everybody every week. In, in noticing stories, noticing, yes, really yeah. important. But and if though we've got to check in with everybody around us to have, you know, let us off the hook, that's gonna be quite exhausting. And not even actually real. Because you don't need that. You don't need to be let off the hook. You just need to be you, Stacey. Yeah, so who cares if I talk about something that's inappropriate that embarrasses Pete? Right. (laughs) Well, because isn't it up to Pete to say something? Isn't that Pete's deal if it embarrasses Pete? (sighs) Yeah. Why do you got to fix that? Yeah. Because I've edited myself my entire life. Right. There you go. Right. Right. And what if you stopped doing it? What if you did? Oh, that's a scary thought is it but you're but smiling really, while you say it it can't be that scary because you're I you're grinning it. like crazy right <laughs> oh my gosh can you imagine right well that's more important can you imagine i mean because no and i'm getting i will say i'm getting closer there mm-hmm. having my own radio show where i get to talk about what i want to talk about mm-hmm. um it's called don't ask me to talk by the way oh yes look you. it up listen mm-hmm. it's good stuff yeah thank you for that um I bring it up not for the plug, but the plug's appreciated um, mm-hmm. because it's an opportunity for me to talk. I have joked in the past that I do this hour-long show because I just wanted my mother to listen to me mm-hmm. and my family to listen to me. And the ironic thing is I think I have like five listeners and three of them are my mother and my two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's working. You have more than that. So it's working. <laughs> Your goals have been met. So <laughs> that's You've incredible. Captured your audience, <laughs> right? Wow. So now I can now awesome. manifest something bigger. <laughs> well, it sounds like what you're saying is is that it's you're you're starting to carve out that space for you yes. to do these things, and that's one of the avenues through which you and can having it. fun, and and not having to answer to somebody else for how you do it. And I have a daily mantra that I say, and it's a whole long one, but the last part of it is. Um, about helping me have the courage to be seen, heard, and successful. Because those are the things that I find that I really struggle with. Being seen, I'm not thin enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not enough enough. Being heard, the things that I want to say, my opinions, all of those things, and then being successful, I have Tanya Harding to myself for years. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and BS stories. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And the reality is, it's like when we're aware and present and soft in our bodies, we don't have to push for any of that. And what comes out of that typically is tears. Well, but real. It typically is real. And that's what's going to get us seen, heard, and successful is this this sense of being able to be real with who we are. And that doesn't require editing. And it doesn't, because real with who we are is usually a good place to be. Even if, even, sorry, go ahead. We're not reactive. We're not protected. We're not doing all the things that might be hurtful to other people when we're actually present, soft, and real with who we are. Mm -hmm. So we can trust that and express it. And feel it and not have to be let off the hook. Yeah. Well, and the whole concept of not comparing myself or editing myself for others or whatever it is, it goes back to something that Tawny taught me. I'm a grape. (laughs) 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 I'm... You're a blueberry, right? Blueberry. You're a blueberry. I'm a blueberry. blueberry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like... That is the skin that I choose to be in, and that if I try to be something else. Yeah. It reminds me of something a friend of mine said to me in a very different context the other day where, where um, a friendship that she had had ended. They'd, she'd ended it. And she said, I'm exactly where I chose to be. Because mm-hmm. I said to her, I said, oh, I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, no. She said, I'm, yeah. I'm exactly where I chose to be. And I, I've been reflecting on that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's coming up in this conversation is, mm-hmm. is, yeah, where do you choose to be? You putting yourself out there on the radio show mm-hmm. um, is, is one of them. But I, I keep coming back to if that connection with ourself means that the pain that, you're, that you feel or that you felt over the weekend, that incident at Thanksgiving, that's okay for you to feel if you're connected with yourself. You don't have to have somebody else let you off the hook. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to have the headache, you know. It's, it's what's it around? Is it around a story or is it around how you're actually feeling? And I don't know. I think there's plenty for you not to be hard on yourself about, I think, when it comes mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably, but what would I do with all that brain space? Well, it, it well, what would you do? <laughs> you wouldn't would you do have a headache. You wouldn't have a headache. Well, That's what would true. happen, to, what would happen with the heart space? Right. Now, if we're talking about being in the body, if you, if you let those emotions in as the reality of what they are, going all the way back to everything you described, like your family and all how you grew up and the messages you got, you felt all that, and that processes itself out and flows through, what's that going to open up for the heart space that then changes what ends up in the head space? Because that's what happens to me mm-hmm. quite a bit. And what would have been different in that moment where you said to yourself, basically, I can't keep up. And then a comment was made that you took as, you know, sort of defensive, right? That mm-hmm. you needed to go protect yourself mm-hmm. from the family, right? What would have been different there? And who knows, right? But certainly there would have been something different there right? if beforehand you allowed yourself just to keep up with them without this story of I can't keep up and that could be it could look a keeping up could look like a lot of different ways but not are the story of not keeping up typically is limiting yeah because if you're telling yourself you can't keep up you're not going to keep up okay you guys (laughs) something just came up for me okay wow this is 
in wanting to keep up, am I also trying to compete? Good question. Yeah. What does keep up really mean? Exactly. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, mm-hmm. did you guys already know that? <laughs> we... We, oh, man. Something, we knew something was there, right? We knew like, something was there. The yeah. specifics, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't, we can't guess at, right? The specifics are going to be unique to you. Mm-hmm. It's more important that you got that mm-hmm. rather than yeah. we got it. And then if that's, that's it, it, then what does that, you know, what does that mean? Is that needed? Is that? And is that a story? Yeah. Are you really competing with your kids? I assume you mean your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that what you want to do? No. Right. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. No. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. And, and again, Tawny, if I'm steering off course here, course correct mm-hmm. me. Re- you realizing that doesn't have to be a problem. If that's the reality that you're feeling like, I, oh, man, maybe I'm competing. Maybe this, you, That not feeling good, I get. At the same time, that, it, th- that you realizing that doesn't have to be a problem that you need to get through and get over and explain and figure out where that came from. I think based on the story that you've laid out for us, if you lay that out in, in more detail or even less detail, I think people will be able to go, oh, okay, this is how Stacy got to feeling as she does today. That's not a surprise necessarily. It doesn't have to be a problem that you ended up there. And I don't think that I'm trying to compete, like, you know, to be, you know, the things that they are in life. I think it comes down to competing for attention and oh. validation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a yeah. big realization. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. This just in (laughs) Stacy's mind, blown. Yeah, because I don't need to be a special ed teacher, or I don't need to be Mm -hmm. proficient in in computer science. I don't need to be wonderful at accounting or finance or fashion or any of the things that my kids are interested in. They all have their own interests, talents, gifts, etc. It may just be the validation and attention that they get Mm. in being able to share those things. What do you need validated from them? Uh, mm-hmm. Everything. Like, uh, like you're a good mom? I mean, that wouldn't stink. That you're a good listener? That you care oh, about Oh, I'm them? a terrible listener. That well, I actually, that's not fair. I am a good listener. I just don't, I don't, I don't think they think that I'm listening, but I'm listening all the time, and I'm especially listening to things they're not saying. So, you need to be validated that you're a good mom and a good listener, or that, is there anything else in there that you need validated? There's so much, Tani. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's in the same way that you know you give your kids validation of you know great job on this, or you know you're wonderful at this or whatever. I'm guessing that I didn't have that same thing, and so now I need that and I need that validation I need to be I I need that positivity however you taught me something else the thing that you taught me is that it shows up for them in different ways than I need it so what I need is them to say you as good you as kind you as special you as smart and by the way that was a reference to the movie help Um, Mm -hmm. and the way that they're showing me is that they hang out with me. They spend yes. time. They call me. They text me. They ask me my opinion. They introduce their friends to me. Like mm-hmm. in so many other better, bigger ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really so much more powerful. But because I guess it's not 
what I want, I dismiss it. It's what the story says she needs, right? That's the criteria is the story. They're giving you plenty if you're able to see them for who they are. But that, of course, takes being Tawny Wright present with ourselves first to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, huh? So, huh. is the, you know that val? Can you validate you as opposed to needing in those same ways that you're looking for your kids to validate you? Can you do that for you so that they can be free? to show their appreciation and care and love and, and validation to you in the way that they do it? I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. Does that make sense? Oh, I mean, do you, it completely do you, makes sense. And not just in your head, but can you feel that? Oh, yes. Okay. And yeah. it's, it's simultaneously uh, freeing, and it's simultaneously, I'm like... <laughs> Sure. You know, the rewiring Mm -hmm. and and the whole idea of talking positively to myself and giving myself validation. Mm -hmm. I'm it's I imagine that it's going to come out like (laughs) because I don't know how to use a language that I'm going (laughs) to understand. And it may not even come out as words that we've we've talked a lot about that softening and, you know, softening your eyes and tongue, smiling Mm -hmm. on the inside, sinking into your belly. That's where we connect with ourselves and really get in touch with who we are. And just even in that act, we're validating ourselves. We're centering and grounding ourselves for who we are, our potential, who we are in this moment or any other moment. And and so, so then we're not needing it to be in words from another person, and especially our kids. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot to demand. It's, and it might not be as much as you think. Because, you know, that, that's the thing, is, is not having to put all the mental words to it, you know, that, that we need met word, verbal validation. It is an interesting thing. It's... it's Boy, it's hard to explain. We're running out of time. <laughs> Were you saying it's a lot to demand of your kids or yes. of you? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's okay. It's a lot to demand okay. of your kids. I misunderstood yes. that. Yep. I misunderstood that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it is because they're different people. Right. <laughs> In a shocking development. Shocking development. <laughs> <laughs> they are different yeah. and themselves. You know, it, it, at some point it would be really interesting to talk to one of your kids. <laughs> Um, and see oh. and see what we get out mm-hmm. of this. We'll have to talk about it a little more. But mm-hmm. right now we have to, unfortunately, we have to wrap this oh, up. Oh, boy. Okay. It's crazy. Uh, Stacy, thank you for mm-hmm. being so open and honest and transparent with us about this. Um, mm-hmm. And I we really hope it was beneficial. I know it was beneficial for me. I mm-hmm. uh, hope for all of you listening it was beneficial for you. Really appreciate you joining us on this episode of Breaking Up with RBS. We will see you uh, next time for the next episode. And until then, I am J.D.K. Winnikin. And I'm Tawny Santabria. And thanks for joining us. We will catch you later. Thanks, everyone. And I'm full of BS. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good.